Hello and welcome to Now Here's a Thing, the latest laid-back podcast crafted by me, Tracy Jones, and me, Heather Noble. So have you ever felt annoyed, Heather? Me? Annoyed? (laughs) Now, here's a thing. 50 things, in fact. That you do every day that annoy other that people. That annoy you. Things I do that annoy yeah. you. Well, I, I actually did that. Did sound a little accusatory, didn't it? Yeah. 50 things that you, you do, do that you don't even know. Every doing. day that annoy other people. So I saw this little article. Um, I think I might have been annoyed by something or somebody. Or, um, and I was just looking for something to talk about. So what sort of things annoy you? Um... Oh gosh! Um, Shall uh, I go through? Yeah, yeah. So somebody on their phone. Sorry, once you start, then they'll flow. Yeah, 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 we'll flow. Yeah. So um, looking at your phone while somebody's talking to you. Yeah, that's annoying. Okay, what? Not muting the background noise during meetings. Totally. Yeah. Okay, that's two out of two so far. Wearing too much perfume. Hmm, don't know, I'm not that bothered, I don't think. Using all capital letters? Um, it depends. Sometimes I quite like things to be capitalised, but if it's in communication to me, probably. Putting your bag on a seat on public transport? I don't mind that, except when the train or bus is full, in which case, then it annoys me. Coming back to number six, because that's actually the main point of my thing for this week. Uh, number seven, not standing to one side on an escalator. Mm, doesn't annoy me, it's just... Starting an order with, can I get a... So... Can I get a... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, that annoys me, yeah. Not holding the door for the person behind you. Every time. Yeah. Singing along to a song like you're trying to win a Grammy. I think that's fine. Doesn't annoy me. Well, I do it in my car all the time. But there's nobody there to annoy. No. 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 Uh, not returning your shopping trolley? Yeah, that annoys me. <laughs> Talking about how busy you are all the time? Yeah. Tapping your feet? Mm, like that. You actually get a lot of people who um, tap their feet or shake their leg. You see that a lot now. It's like mm. self-soothing sort of... Yeah, on uh, public transport, I've noticed it most. Mm, mm. Uh, putting an empty food container back into the fridge. Yes, uh, or milk. Or I milk turn into the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me skim through a few. Oh, people talking at the movies. I've noticed this recently, people talk in the theatre, which is incredibly rude. We were at the theatre last night seeing Adrian Edmondson at oh, the at Story, um, House. At Story yeah. House in Chester. And there was a woman sat behind us and it was as if she had written the script. So she obviously knows quite a lot about him. So every time, so I think he said something and she said, oh yeah, same here. Like she was, yeah, oh, and then she'd be ending his sentence. And I felt like saying, can you just shut up? Whoa. It was like she was having a conversation with him. It, it was, it was like she was... You know, very often when you hear something, you go, oh, yeah, that sounds a bit like me. Or, but you don't say it out loud in a theatre. So that the others that you've mentioned are sort of mildly irritating, but that was quite annoying. Mm. OK. 
Carry on. Yeah. Interruptions. Um, <laughs> um, standing too close to other people in the queue. Yes. Clicking a pen. Yes. Uh, yeah, people who invade your personal space. I do struggle with that a little bit. Yeah. Um, this one says letting, not letting people out of the elevator before you get on, but the same applies to trains. trains for yes. Yeah. Having been on one recently, um, there were a load of people waiting to get onto that train, weren't there? And there were still a few stragglers coming off. Trying to get uh, off, yeah. Get yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, starting a sentence with no offence. That's a red flag, isn't yeah, it? What they really mean is, I'm about to offend you, yeah. but you can't be offended by it because I've just said no offence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not to take offence. Yes, I'm not being rude, but... Yeah. You're <laughs> running late. They annoy some people and some people aren't bothered. I annoy just myself. So you know, I'm annoyed when people run late. <laughs> I'm annoyed with myself when I run late. Uh, posting vague status updates on social media. Seeking. Uh, using overly familiar nicknames. <laughs> I, my nickname is Hev, right? Yeah. And I did work with a guy a number of years ago and he found out that my name was Hev and then started using it. And it's like, no, it's like my friends and family that call me Hev, not people at work. And it just didn't, and it felt so affected because he'd say, Hev, or in actual fact, I'm Hev. Hev. Like Hev, like it was, he'd sound like, (laughs) (laughs) maybe he was uh, choking or something, I don't know. But um, yeah. It was a a little gag, as he was saying, you know, it was reflux, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to roll us back now. So the point of this was I got to number six in the list and went, ooh. And number six is the humble brag. Oh, okay. Expand on that. I think I know what you mean. So when you, usually consciously, it says, try to get away with bragging about yourself by couching it in a phony show of humility. For example, um, your inflatable inner tube is way cooler than my... 80 foot yachts you get to be so much closer to the water and to nature <laughs> i envy you i really do right okay get the idea <laughs> yeah so it's actually constructed for me to be able to say well that's yeah that's well the, the classic is when people say um oh have you uh, have you got any holidays booked and somebody say oh yeah we've got a week in june going to Wales and they go oh yeah well we're having six weeks in the Caribbean and it, it's that sort of they've made out that they're interested in you but actually it's they just can't just walk up to you and say, say we've got six weeks booked in the Caribbean. I'm so excited yeah. about it. Yeah. Yes. Let me give you some examples from another article then. I, I jumped from this article yep. to uh, are you a humble bragger? Okay. <laughs> and I've got to admit I put my hand up and think oh god I might have Maybe fallen I into this trap a few times. So this one never happens to me. I always need my ID on me. People never believe how old I am. God, that's <laughs> never happened in my life. Oh, I'm so stressed. I applied for six jobs and I've been offered them all. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so are, are they about 
having just letting somebody know when you're not quite sure how to share that or or is it about boasting i'm not i'm not so sure because what is actually wrong with saying oh my gosh you'll never guess I've got six weeks booked in the Caribbean. I don't quite know how I've done it, but it's what, what's wrong yeah, with that? Yeah, that, that, I think that's better, isn't it? Than show, well, the one you said is like pretending to be interested in yeah. somebody else's yeah. holiday. Yeah. I think if somebody... I think where it, it is very problematic is if some you are stealing somebody's thunder. So they say, what's the example that you used? I've got an inflatable in, inner tube that we play you know, on the beach, on the sea in, it would be much better to say, gosh, that's really, wow, okay, that looks like fun, rather than, well, yes, it's lovely, isn't it? And it's much better than my yacht that... Yeah, I'm just way too far away from the water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just just allow people to enjoy what they've got and enjoy it with them, maybe. Yeah, so um, there's um, in this article, the head of psychotherapy at the School of Life, Charlotte Fox Weber says it can be difficult to tell what the precise motivations are yeah. behind a humble brag. I agree. So is it somebody being modest and self-deprecating and they've, they've got something to say that they're quite proud of? It's not self-deprecating though, is it? Because, you know, it's not like when somebody says, oh, that's a nice jacket and you go, oh, this old thing, I've had it for ages, even if you have only recently bought it and are very proud of it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So, a recent study in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology showed that people choose to humble brag as an attempt to enhance self-presentation and ultimately to gain respect from others. The problem is, we live in a culture that prizes modesty, but also values self-confidence. So where do you go? Yeah. That, yeah, you... One thing I am conscious of is that sometimes I get very enthusiastic about things and I'll be talking about something and then I go, oh, well, does that sound like I am bragging? So I think I might accidentally do it. I don't think, I don't think it's a conscious, humble brag, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, because at the start of this article, it said it's a conscious, yeah, yeah. humble brag. Yeah, I'm more likely to think... Oh, God, I need to stop talking about that now because it sounds like I'm bragging. Yeah. Okay. So this is another take on it. Psychotherapist and counsellor Anne Milner-Riley says that humble braggers are regularly in the therapy room. She says these types of clients generally book a session to discuss their dissatisfaction with some area of their lives. And what they all have in common is that they usually have low self-esteem almost certainly self-absorbed. Oh. So she said, uh, here, it may actually be a coping strategy for those with low self-esteem but looking to boost their own ego. Overcompensating. Yeah. But do you think it works? Well, it depends, doesn't it, I suppose, how much they do it. Yes. you can. I think you can forgive it. I'm not forgive it, but you, know, you can deal with it but then if it's just just like oh do you know what shut up everybody's not it's not about you all the time (laughs) well there are people like that aren't there that that you can have a whole conversation with and they've never talked to you about you or they've never asked you about never asked you anything or then it's all about them Mm. yes and and that is um 
a tiring conversation mm. to have, isn't it? I, I, I'm not sure if I gave credit to the article. So this article is on happyful.com. Because I wanted to go on to then research done by Harvard University and the University of North Carolina say that humble bragging can receive a more negative response than straight up self-promotion. So actually, regular bragging is better than people humble bragging yeah. because it comes over as more genuine. So if you say, oh my God, I've backed myself six weeks yeah, on this fantastic holiday, I'm dead chuffed with it. Rather than, oh gosh, that sounds so so much nicer than my six weeks yeah. in the Caribbean or whatever. The other one, I suppose, is... Um... Well, I mean, I don't know what it's like these days, but you know when... I mean, I've always been tall and big-boned and all of that sort of thing. There was a time when I was quite skinny. But then there'd always be, you know, girls who'd go, oh, God, look at my skin, it looks terrible. Oh, yeah. You know, and you're like, there's nothing wrong with your skin. In fact, it looks great. It's like, why... That's not... Hum- it's not... It's self-deprecating, but it's kind of not... Well, I find it quite difficult. I, I'm a larger lady aren't I and so often in my life because I've always been larger and you get the people go oh my god I look so fat in in these jeans and and you're thinking if you think you look fat are you telling me I look like a whale by you know by comparison because you really don't look fat and I'm stood next to you genuinely fat so that's that's quite a difficult one um but because it said and that leads me on quite nicely to um the article that goes on to say that a humble brag can trigger personal struggles that we have. So inevitably, you compare yourself to the speaker. So as that speaker is dropping the humble brag, they're asserting or trying to assert their superiority to let you know how much better they they are are than you. you. But also, we, we can then find that you know, well, we, we don't know how to handle that. So are, are you compliment? Are you going to compliment them? Are you going to empathise with them? Say, oh, yeah, it's terrible. Or, or what about yeah. the person who says, oh, God, I look so fat in these jeans. Yeah, if you go, yeah, yeah, oh, you yeah, actually yeah, do yeah, look a do. bit of a porker. <laughs> it doesn't work, does no. it? No. No, it's a difficult one. And, and, I mean, those articles are written by um, people who are experts in psychology and psychiatry, etc. So I suppose they... You know, they've got that more in-depth understanding of what's going on in terms of ego, etc. So now I'm, I'm urging you to listen to yourself because the article says we all humble brag to some extent. Mm. So it's important to keep an open mind as to why we do it. Is it craving recognition or affirmation or not feeling that we're allowed to boast? So maybe we're not trying to show off. Maybe we're smuggling some self-praise into a conversation. Oh, I'm going to have to watch everything that I say now. So it says here, the last sentence of this article in happyful.com is, the trick is to take the humble out of humble bragging and make sure that we're doing it loudly and proudly. So just brag. Just brag. Well, (laughs) okay, I'll, I'll try I'll try that. I'll try that. Actually, quite interesting what you've been talking about because I've been pondering uh, 
over a couple of things this week that sort of cropped up in conversation. And this is something that I don't think you and I have ever had a conversation about. So In all these years? I don't think oh my so. God. Or if we have, I probably fell asleep or was drunk. Okay, I'm going to have a glass of a, a drink of water you straight out of the bottle. Okay. It's a big bottle. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Reality TV. Okay. Where do you stand on reality TV? Um... Which, what, what are we talking? Well, this is it, isn't it? I like Gogglebox, which is reality TV. Okay. I'm not a big fan of, like, um, Big Brother. Right. I like Sewing Bee and Pottery Throwdown and Bake Off. So that's reality, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't like some of the other things. So, um, yeah, I don't know where I stand. I'm going to say on the fence. On the fence, okay. Is that allowed? Yeah, no, it is absolutely allowed. Uh, there's a lot of reality TV about now. Now, I remember being driving in the car one day um, and there was somebody being interviewed and they, this is quite a long time ago now, and the person who was interviewing them, they worked in TV or whatever, and there had been some sort of trend and they were asked, so what do you think the next trend will be? And they said, reality TV, where members of the public are taking part in TV programmes rather than actors. And what did you think when you heard that? And I thought, I don't really know how that would work. I don't understand. And yet here we are, 30 years later, and it's kind of like, yeah, it's everywhere. In fact, it's quite difficult to find something that isn't reality TV. Okay, yeah. It reminds me of like 30 years ago when we were talking about... Um, the use of the internet uh, when I was doing my master's degree in IT I'm like I can't really imagine what we can use it for yeah yeah what's on there there's <laughs> oh nothing I need <laughs> totally totally so I did a bit of googling to see about um was that a humble brag what doing a bit I've of googling no I just realized I said when I did a master's in IT but it's relevant because we were masters of IT not really grasping the importance of the internet. So, um, yeah. I don't know if it was a humble brag or not. No, it was me being self. Was it not just factually correct that there was something that you did? (laughs) Stupid people stood in IT. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Sorry, sorry, back to me. I did a bit of Googling and, um, and... Yes, I don't know about you. I kind of think that reality TV started around two thousand ish. Was Big Brother the start? Well, Big Big Brig Brother, Big Brother was started in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Okay. Um, but in the UK, it was broadcast in two thousand. Okay. So it, because it was um, it was a franchise by Endemol. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't come to the UK until... Um, Where did it start in 97 then? Um, in Endemol, we're in... Are we in the Netherlands? I haven't got the Endemol. Right, they've evolved. <laughs> yeah, they're in more than 30 countries now. Okay. Dutch, there you go, Dutch. Yeah, okay. it, it sounded quite familiar. Yes. So, they, yeah, they started... So, Big Brother in, in 2000s from 18th of July 2000 was transmitted. And I remember watching that and thinking that it was going to be a fascinating social experiment. And I think the first series 
was in some ways because the people inside the house had no idea how many people yeah. would be watching on the outside of the house. And of course, Big Brother's going on now. It's you know it's been brought back by Channel Four, um, not Channel Four, another channel. Um, and it, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were watching it, and I was like, oh, it's kind of passed me by. You know, I've moved on. But the one thing that I do remember, which genuinely was what I believe to be a social experiment, was Castaway in 2000. Do you remember Castaway. that? Castaway, yes, I think I do. So and who was in that? Somebody famous. Ben Fogel. Ben Fogel, yes. Yeah. So this was when they got a group of people and they took them to the island of Taransay. Yeah. And they were taken there on the New Year's Eve 1999 into 2000. That's when they started. And it was a whole year's experiment. And they'd got different groups of people with different skill sets. And they had to build accommodation. There was a there was a house there, but they had to build additional accommodation, educate their children, um, animal husbandry, put up fences, grow crops, all sorts of things. Wow, yeah. Did, is that the one where, where the audience actually just started to tail off? Was there nobody watching in the end? Or? Well, what they did with Castaway, which was quite clever, really, is that they only aired programmes at certain stages through the year. So they did this sort of launch programme. So it wasn't a daily thing? No, okay. no. So it didn't have the coverage, but it was absolutely fascinating. And I thought that it was um, um, genuinely a proper social experiment, unlike what Big Brother has become. But beyond that, I was like, well, okay, what, but when did... It didn't just start in the 2000s. There must have been stuff before... So apparently in 1978, this is UK now, I'm not really looking at um, the wider planet. In 1978, there was a BBC Fly on the Wall documentary. That's what they used to be called. Fly on the Fly Wall. On the wall. Yeah. And it was a group of 15 volunteers. There were six couples and three children. And they recreated a British, British Iron Age settlement. And they lived there for a year, equipped only with the tools, crops and livestock that would have been available at that time. Wow. And it is considered to be a precursor to modern reality television. Uh, and there were 12 episodes um, and they ran from the 23rd of February to the 11th of May 1978. And then it was repeated in shown again in 81. And so that, you know, they were living in a roundhouse, you know, the sort of... I don't remember that at all. Well, 1978, you wouldn't have been very old. I'd have been seven. So you probably wouldn't have been watching that i vaguely remember it because i think that it was considered to be educational which of course it it was of course it was um and so yeah they were literally eating the diet of of um of of the times and yeah they they had pigs and chickens and sheep and all sorts of things so then of course you go down this rabbit hole don't you and somebody mentions the stanford prison experiment have you heard of that? No, that one's passed me by too. Okay. So the Stanford Prison Experiment was a psychological experiment conducted in August 1971. It was a two-week simulation of a prison environment that examined the effects of sti- situational variables on participants' reactions and behaviours. And this is... Do you remember the time when people... You probably will have heard of this in sort of... Um, where people were given uniforms prison uniforms and that changed their behavior 
so towards I, I other people. Read about these, yeah, the, and, and looks at the power dynamics. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, and so this is what this it was is, on the TV, was it? Well, it was. It wasn't. I don't think it was necessarily televised at that time, but I think it was has subsequently okay. been. But it. But so that was genuinely. Um, they wanted to see what the psychological effects were of either becoming a prisoner or a prison guard. You know, when you put somebody in an absolutely subservient position or a, a senior position. And the study found that when you swapped people's roles, they changed their behaviours, which, you know, quite hardcore. <laughs> you know, in Big Brother, I imagine, you know, they do think, well, at the moment, I don't know where they're at, but, you know, do this thing and you'll get extra food. Um, lie about this thing and convince everybody that you're telling the truth and you'll get extra food. You know, it's not quite the same as... Because mm. I think... I think... Um, well, it was it was a US um, thing and it was funded by the Navy. Um, and I think it was partly to think about when people are taken prisoner. Mm. You know, and, and that dynamic. So, uh, so, yeah. Reality TV, you said Gogglebox. Yes, you know, that is watching people watching TV which is like the royal family, you know, make come yeah, real, yeah. isn't it? Um, that fantastic work with Carolina Hearn. Uh, and the Bake Off. And that's that's just people doing things in front of the camera rather than living their life. Yes, true. You, know, you don't see, on the Bake Off, people are just presenting as a baker. You aren't seeing them showering, not showering, not having enough food, you know, being asked to do activities, yeah. power struggles. The jeopardy that's there is forced by its time restraints. Yes, it's a it? total construct. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. And it's edited. That's not to say that things like Big Brother aren't ed- edited for sensationalism, but um, but certainly the the Taranasse thing, you did see people warts and all, and there were people who were you know really not comfortable people who were scared, people who were defensive, couples who were divided. You know, it was a real... It felt like it was really um, a proper fly-on-the-wall documentary. Yeah, and that was the first time we saw Ben Vogel. Yeah. But he he came out of it really, really well because he was fairly calm, fairly consistent. Yeah. So there you go. Reality TV. Would you ever appear on reality TV? No. No. As you know, I'm quite happy to talk to a microphone. But as soon as you put a camera there, if you recall me telling mm. you about the camera stage fright. Yes. As soon as you put a camera there, I can't be myself. Yeah. I can't think. As soon as there's a camera there, I'm just totally lost. I think I could do... I couldn't live my life. I couldn't... I couldn't have... I couldn't be filmed 24-7. I think I could probably go on something and do something, apart from the fact I was shockingly bad at it. But I don't think I would be willing to... Li- have you ever done interviews to, to camera? With... Yeah, um, only a couple of times. Yeah. I, and I, I I don't mind that. Yeah, I don't so you've done that. enough of those to know that oh, I'm pants. Yeah, I, I don't know whether I'm any good, but I don't mind it. But I would not be able to... I wouldn't just be comfortable scrutinize with people 24/7. seeing me 24-7. No. 
would people be comfortable seeing you 24 <laughs> 7 well people would um go and do something less interesting and less boring instead <laughs> why don't you yeah. <laughs> talking of nostalgia <laughs> Now Here's a Thing is a Jones and Noble production brought to you every week. Well, maybe not every week, Heather. <laughs> Recorded with an iPhone, a microphone and lots of hot air. Hot air.